0: Welcome back in, everybody. Another edition of the First in Orange podcast. Parker Gabriel here. Ryan McFadden over there. Denver Post, Broncos, beat reporters coming to you. It's Wednesday evening, a little later in the week than we normally do this. But, you know, Ryan, it was Monday night football and uh, it was obviously a a wild game. Long trip back. Not quite as long as it took the team to get back. uh, But, We'll get into all of that, and it's it was a win against uh, the Buffalo Bills for for a third straight victory. Uh, Season feels a lot different than it did just a few weeks ago. Broncos were one and five now they're four and five. So Ryan, what um, I guess first things first, uh, how how surprised were you? I know you weren't that surprised since you were the only member of the Denver Post sports staff uh, to pick the Broncos to beat Buffalo last week earlier.
1: Honestly, I'm not surprised. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna I, with I, this when I made that prediction, I wasn't like you know trying to play around. I really thought the Broncos could win simply because of, um, just I've i just been so confident in the way the defense has played in recent weeks, and I felt like all right, if if the Broncos can get a couple turnovers off the Bills, I think they I think they they have a shot. They can pull it off, and we saw that there four takeaways, two picks from Josh Allen, and, and you know that was one of the big difference makers in that game. So yeah. I uh, that when I when I made that prediction I said you know what I'm, I'm gonna swing big I, I like that Chiefs game and what they did to Patrick Mahomes I said man I feel like after that game I kind of had that confidence like if they are able to generate if they can force Josh Allen to make some mistakes um, I think they could they can pull it off and that's what happened so yeah I'm not I'm not too I'm not too surprised how how the game played out it's funny. I was close on the score too. Twenty, you were,
0: yeah, you nailed. Twenty, it.
1: I, I predicted twenty-three, twenty. The final score was
0: twenty-four to twenty-two. So I, I, I'm proud of that one. <laughs> Probably would have been even closer to spot on had the Broncos not messed up a couple of uh, extra points. It could have changed, changed the math there at the end of the game. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, get into that in just a minute. I'm, I'm. It's interesting, Ryan, because like, I mean, I picked Denver to lose. Um, I, I just, I was curious to see how they would come off the bye week, right? When they had the extra. Week of preparation and and you know you win two straight going into the bye week. I knew they were feeling good. You could sort of tell at practice and in the locker room, um, sort of in the in the lead up when they came back from the bye week that you know the good vibes were still there. And then you know they come out and Jaquan McMillan forces that fumble on the first play of of the game. Just I thought it really set a tone. Um, they forced takeaways on Buffalo's first two possessions. They didn't really capitalize on them offensively. I mean, they ended up with six points off the four turnovers. But the defense making that statement so early—the the fumble and then the the Justin Simmons pick on a bad drop by Gabe Davis um, in the red zone—really um, set the tone of like you know the last three weeks going into the bye week weren't a fluke, um, and that really that really carried the day. Um, you know, going forward. Um, against Buffalo,
1: yeah, I think like these two wins against Kansas City and Buffalo uh, against Buffalo, it's like I, I think for 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 Denver, it's like showing like yeah, this is not a fluke. Uh, we're we here to make a run. Uh, they they have played some really strong defense, and you gotta give credit to Russell Wilson on Monday night as well. Like he wasn't throwing the ball for three hundred yards. Um, I believe this is the fifth straight game where he was he threw for under two hundred yards. But the way he was able to improvise and you know get out the pocket, escape pressure, uh, flip those passes to Marjay Piron, uh, that the probably one of the craziest passes I've seen uh, to Corland Sutton in the red zone for a touchdown. It's just that like that's that's vintage Russ. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, from from a passing number standpoint, yeah, it wasn't three hundred yards. But when you, when he's getting able to move around the pocket. Uh, since that pressure, get away from it. That's like the guy you saw back in Seattle. And that's that's going to be important moving forward. But no, this – just these two wins are huge. And like that's sick, that can't-see Chiefs game, that was a very dominating win. So the question was coming out of the bye week, can they keep this up? And they showed that they can. And granted, like Buffalo is – they're, they're five and 5-5. Five, so they're not living to the expectations of a lot of people – have ha, have had for them going into the season but that's still a really good football yeah. team with yeah. one of the best quarterbacks in the league so they and, and then not to the top it off it was on the road so it wasn't even at home it was on the road in buffalo tough place to play they was able to pull off that win defense continues to look really look solid um so yeah this they they're riding some momentum it's going to be it, it kind of for me kind of changes how the season looks uh uh as well because when you look at the rest of the schedule they I think they can they're gonna be competitive in a lot of these games moving before if the defense continues to play the way that they're playing.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And that it's gonna be interesting. We'll set up sort of the next couple of weeks because I think it's two two winnable games, but but not gonna be easy by any stretch of the imagination. It's crazy, Ryan. Like the way we've just like you know, you've seen some stuff here, first season on the beat. It's been it's been pretty wild. Like one of the things that is hard to fathom. Um, Aaron Schatz who who was uh, part of the football outsiders creative football outsiders and now um is at FTN he he had this tweet yesterday he's the guy who developed you know DVOA and um weeks 1 through 5 the Broncos defense was one of the worst ever tracked uh when you go back and put DVOA to you know historical defenses and then weeks 6 through 10 they've been the number 9 unit um in the NFL so They went from literally being on a track of being, you know, we all saw it with our own eyes first four or five weeks, um, you know, historically bad um, to now being like one of the better units in the NFL over the last five weeks. So it's um, it's really been remarkable. There's a lot of reasons for it. Um, It's not just, you know, one thing or or another thing, Um, but they've put it together. And then sort of, like you said, it's going to be interesting with Russell, you know, like he, I thought he played really well. And and when you look around the country, it's always interesting uh, on, a, on a game like a Monday night football game. Um, there's a lot more eyeballs on it. And you, you saw a lot, whether it was on social media or with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the broadcast, a lot of love for, for Russ and the way he played and, you know, making plays in, in winning time and all of that. And yet, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff to clean up too. You had, um, you know, maybe a couple misses in the passing game where they could have had big shots on the field. Obviously, the sacks are still the main thing. He's been sacked 30 times. Um, and you're just, you know, he has, he didn't turn the ball over, which is which is terrific. Like, if they play turnover-free football, um, like you said, I guess I'd add that to, you know, the defense is going to have them in a lot of games down the stretch. Um, if they play the kind of defense they're playing right now and they don't turn the ball over, um, they're going to probably be in every play, every game they play the rest of the way. So, you know, when when you've got – Russell Wilson, you know, 29 pass attempts. He got sacked the four times, and then he had nine rushing attempts, too. You know, to not put the ball on the ground, to not give it to the other team, like that's really sort of uh, the recipe at this point, which is wild because you know Russ wants to chuck it around and try to make big plays in the passing game. You know Sean Payton is just itching to to play really aggressive and, and go for the throat and all of that. And yet the last few weeks they've found – that the key to not necessarily playing dynamic offense but to winning football games um is to play really conservative offensively, you know, run the football a lot and put the premium on, you know, not turning the ball over and not getting too far behind the chains. So um it's not the sexiest recipe in the world, but it's working for for Denver right now.
1: Yeah, I think after after the whole the Broncos dig themselves up into uh early in the season, I think you, you kind of like – Trying to find the sexiest way to play football, I think that's thrown out the window. You just gotta win. You just gotta win games. Win. Yep. The Broncos are trying to, you know, they're trying to make a ground, and they they found it. You know, sticking to the running game, let Russ be re- conservative, and, and, and it has worked so far. And I think, and you mentioned the point. If they can continue to avoid committing turnovers, mixed with the defense playing the way they have, they're they're going to be very they're going to be very competitive. Is and. It's, uh, and It's gonna be interesting to see how this rest of season plays out because we really went from it's crazy. We went from everyone hoping, you know, this team just continues to lose to get a top two pick in the draft. But now it's like, oh shoot, this we 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 could really be in this after 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 the um uh, we could be in the playoff picture. Like there's a it's a realistic chance that this team could literally go from being one in five to uh, a game over five hundred after, after the Cleveland Browns game. Now, like they got to get through Minnesota first, but that's a realistic. Yes, that seems very realistic at this point, and that changes that changes your season. I think where a lot of people say, "Hey, maybe they should," you know, sell. If uh, I think maybe maybe we were wrong, maybe this maybe that was the wrong
0: um
1: idea maybe champagne was right that they do have the talent to win and so far they you know they've proven it during this history
0: yeah no doubt and so that that's kind of the you know they've won they've won three straight they made a call to to sort of hold firm and it's not like they didn't listen you know they didn't get the price they wanted but they put a high price tag on some of their guys at the deadline and said hey if we get blown away we'll make a deal and if not you know we're going to see what we can do with this group and you know the returns on that so far you come out of the buy we can and beat Buffalo. Obviously that's a good start. Um, It is interesting, Ryan, like I feel like the, obviously like the, the tenor is always a little different if you win, like there's no, you know, Will Lutz said this in the locker room after the game, there's no such thing as an ugly win in the NFL. Like you just, you win or you lose um, except for obviously the rare instance where it's a tie. But the thing is the way that game ended there's just a massive gulf between what the feeling would have been coming out of it, you know, with a win compared to if Buffalo would have had 11 guys on the field um when Lutz missed the 41 yarder at the end, uh, in part because of the end of the game. And I Sean Payton has said very categorically that they handled that situation right, that he wouldn't have done it a different way if he was doing it again. He didn't want to leave. Uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs time at the end. um, If they had to kick the field goal with 25 seconds left, I think there was on the clock. Uh, And so all of that, like you take all that and that's all fine. But had they played that game the way they did, where the defense turned them over four times, they're plus three in the turnover department. um, They only score six points off those turnovers. And then they fire drill field goal at the end and miss it and lose. It just, it would have been, I feel like, you can't overstate how different, um, you know, the tone would have been. And some of that gets to, you know, what Sean said when you were on the conference call with them on on Tuesday, Ryan, of just like great win, no doubt about it. That's all that matters in the NFL at the end of the day. And also, especially on offense, like they have a lot that they, they need to get better at and improve. Um, and given where we're at in the season, like it needs to happen relatively quickly if they're going to take this, you know, three game win streak and run it out to, you know, four, five, six.
1: Yeah, there's like, yeah, this this win streak it, you know is big for is big for momentum. Uh, you know, they shouldn't encourage the side, but especially on the offensive side of the ball, there's still a lot more to work on. Uh it's it, this it's not it's not like uh it's not a it's not a finished product. I even Sean Payne admitted it admitted it himself they're not at their sweet spot I feel like you know you're still at the point where I feel like there's times where you know Russell Wilson is missing you know guys down the field whether it's because you know he's holding the ball too long I think he had a couple plays on Monday night where if he would let that ball go he would have had a pretty big play I uh, you know pass, pass protection could still be cleaned up a little bit more you still um and then but to me, I still, you still want to find some, you know, some consistency with your wide receivers as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, even though Corlin has solid games, but these guys, Mara Mim's still the only wide out to have a uh, hundred yards receiving in a game this year. Uh, so there's still a lot of things and then go back to the tight ends. It's trying to figure out, you know, what to do with your tight ends in the passing game and which, you know, not having Greg Dolce's out there does hurt them. So they, that's something they, Sean going to have to figure out as well. So there's a lot, like Denver's. Denver's offense is not perfect, and but you know they're figuring out a way to win, and there's still a lot that they need a fix. Um, so yeah, like and and Sean Payne admitted that they have not found their sweet spot yet, and you can tell even even during the swingster, you can tell they have not yet found that sweet spot that that they're looking for.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And so it's it's interesting because like they haven't they've been good running the football, but, but they have not been, they haven't hit the home run, right? Like they're not, they created a ton of explosives in the run game early in the season. They're still doing it at at a good rate, but longest run play on Monday against Buffalo was 11 yards. Um, You know, it's kind of like, they've kind of just been, you know, churning it out. Um, And so that, you know, and they've benefited from all of the takeaways, nine of them in the last two weeks. And then, and then also, Uh, What Marvin Mims has done in the return game was the AFC special teams player of the week this week. And he's he's in that he's in one of those modes where it's like every time he touches the ball uh, on a punt return or a kick return, something good happens. Um, I charted him earlier today and the last three times, you know, he's got he's he's returned a punt. Uh, it's gone for 31, 17, and 27. It's set up three of the five touchdowns they scored against Kansas City and, and Buffalo and wins. I mean, he's just – you know, he's changing the game. They call it hidden yardage or whatever, but, like, it's not hidden. It, you see it and you feel it, and it it makes a big difference for the Broncos. And so, like, I think you can look at this two ways, right, Ryan? Like, it's either, man, they're getting by by the skin of their teeth and and the offense is going to – it's going to cost them at some point. Or it's like, listen, the defense and special teams at this point – are basically floating the offense and it's not, the offense hasn't been terrible. We saw like truly terrible offense last year. It hasn't been like that, but like you're sort of floating the offense to see if they can get in some kind of rhythm Um and you're winning games while you're doing that. And so, you know, it feels like to me, I don't, it's not a team I fully sort of like trust yet, if that's the right way to put it. Like I, I still think that they have enough to prove that I'm a little bit leery about thinking that they're gonna really like rip off, you know, three or four more in a row, or or just like basically get to 10 wins, call it. But at the same time, they've also played well enough for a long enough stretch that you sort of feel like if the offense finds a little bit more, um, a little bit more consistency, a little bit more explosiveness, that they've got a chance to do that at least. And that's a lot more than you would have said a month ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you hit the points there. It's like, I I'm really, I'm not at the point where I feel like this team is going to just go on a crazy streak where we're looking at, at uh, 10, 11, 11 <laughs> victories. I am nowhere near that. Um, but I, I, for me, for Denver, I, they're in a better position where they're winning games and they can still while trying to figure out where can we, Find this consistency often. So I I, I think they're in the, our if our, if I was a Bronco I'd rather be winning games than being that still no that figure out mode than you know just trying to figure to continue to say yeah we're still figuring it out while losing X amount of games. So I feel so I still think they're in a they're in a good spot. But yeah if if they if they find it if they find a little bit more explosiveness if you know Cordell Center Jerry Judy can have a game where they go for eighty plus maybe a little bit over hundred yards receiving. Um, you know, uh, Javante Williams finally crosses the 100-yard rushing mark. I, I don't know. Like, then you, we, it's a like, I would, some then they're going to do something that I didn't think was even possible Yeah. when this season started. And, I, like, even though they, they've done so well, like, you still have to look back and like, man, if they would have just beat the Raiders in week one, you know, handle business against the commanders in week two, yeah, like, this like, you're looking at a whole different season for this, you know, for this team. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm not completely sold on this offense being able to like reel off a four, like four more wins. But if they, if they can start finding some type of, if they can continue to build on what they have developed, man, this is, I think we're in for, uh, to me, I think we're in for a wild ride down the stretch.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's it's exactly we say about one game. I mean, I think the Raiders and the and the Jets in Week Five hurt in particular because they're AFC games. Um, but and you know, conference record can matter in the in the postseason conversation when it comes down to wild cards. But the you know, but then yeah, the Commanders is just as egregious given that they led that game twenty one to three, and you're going to keep looking back at those first two home games or just the fact that they led all three of those home games weeks one, two, and five at halftime and and lost all three of them and think, you know, what could have been? I mean, it's kind of funny because the only two teams in the AFC still have a worse record than Denver are Tennessee and New England. They're tied for 12th with the Chargers and the Jets. You've got obviously two games against the Chargers and another one against the Raiders still left on the schedule. But Ryan, I mean, if you flip one game five and four, then, then, like you're, they would literally be tied. Five and four would be tied with Houston and Cincinnati for the last postseason spot. So, like, there's so much shaking out to be done, and that's why, like, you know, the the odds still say I think it's floating around ten percent or eleven percent for a postseason berth. But you, you're in it. You know, that's the thing. Like, you can look, you can look at it and say we're in it, and certainly. The you know Broncos players would tell you they don't care about ten percent. You know it's just like just take care of business. Um, you know as many weeks in a row as you can and and see where the chips fall. So it's um it's very interesting. You can that so like this is sort of the way the NFL is and it's certainly the position the Broncos are in right now. You can look at it and say there's only two teams in the AFC that are, have a worse record than them. You can look at it and say they're one game out of the final playoff spot. Both are true. Same with, if we want to look ahead for a couple minutes, I think it's the same exact thing with Minnesota and Cleveland, two home games coming up. You know, you could look at it and say, you know, you're facing Josh Dobbs and either Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker as the quarterback the next two weeks after you've just beat Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Um, Or you can look at it and say, Minnesota's won five in a row and Cleveland's got probably the best defense in the nfl so it's two games where it's like should denver look at them and say like yeah we can get those two and get to six and five and make that a really big game in houston at the start of a a three-game road trip absolutely no reason um why that can't be the case but also like there's no way either is a gimme or a game where you sort of say like oh well denver cannot, they don't have to play their best and they'll be fine like It's it's to that point in the season now where they're going to have to have the the P's and Q's tightened up. And and, um, you know, if they play really well, they can get both those games and uh, bad habits that pop up are are also likely to cost you one of them.
1: Yeah, it's this. These next two games are you don't want to have. You want to have when it comes to the next two games, you don't want to be in a situation like I was telling you, like when we saw in the first two games of the year, where you know they're, they're they had they have a lead, they have a lead, and boom, they fall apart. Like these are teams that, but when you look at the Vikings and the Browns, they can go two ways. They, like, like you said, even though they're they're playing against two backup quarterbacks, but Josh Dobbs has been playing pretty solid since you know, since he got to Minnesota, they're on a five game win streak. So they they have a lot of momentum going on with them. And then you look at the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they they got Dorian Thompson Robertson or it's gonna be PJ Walker. But that defense is really good. Yep. That's yeah. a really good defense. And I think when you look just looking ahead, just let's look at that uh that Browns game in particular. That's one game. Russell Wilson and the offense done a really good job in trying to limit uh limit the turnovers. That is one game where you wanna you really don't have a, a turnover in that game. I feel like the way the Denver's defense is playing, I think they're going to – I think they should be I, – I look at them as favors going into these next two games just because the way the defense is playing in particular. But, yeah, these, I think these are the type of games where you really want to have everything cleaned up, everything from the, everything, all the details tightened up because you can't let these slip away. And I feel like it's like if, if you let – these type of games, uh, these next two weeks slip away against the Vikings and the Browns at home. That I, I think all that momentum you just built off of beating the Bills and being the Chiefs just goes out the window to me.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and for the reason we already talked about, I mean, the Minnesota game, it's obviously critical. I mean, it's in prime time, you know, you you gotta just you you gotta you have at the most two losses, you know, left, probably if you're realistically talking about making the playoffs in the AFC this year. They're out of 10 instances in the last previous two seasons, you know, nine and eight has made it three times, but just look now, I mean, you've got, you know, six teams in the AFC right now are six and three or better. Um, and then, you know, Houston's playing well, CJ Stroud's playing great. We'll talk more about him in the coming weeks, obviously. And then the Bengals are one of those five and four teams and they started slow as Joe Burrow got healthy. So you just, you just look at the number of teams and obviously they're going to, you know, teams are going to play each other are going to beat each other up. Uh, The Broncos have, let's see, one, two, uh, three, four, five games against AFC teams that are sort of like between them and the playoff picture left on the schedule. So that's good news for them. But that also just means like the margin for error, it just doesn't really exist, you know? And so obviously if you look at the next two, like, Minnesota, you want to get that one. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites um, at the midpoint of the week here. Denver is. Um, Cleveland's the really critical one just because it's an AFC team and it's a team that's in the playoff conversation. So, uh, you know, like if you were talking about a split and you're a Broncos fan, you'd want it to be loose in Minnesota and beat Cleveland. Um, but obviously, like, if you're talking about getting really, really hot and, and trying to get back in the picture, then, you know, both um, is, is obviously ideal, don't need to be uh, – don't need to beat you know Chris Berman to figure that one out so it's uh so it's gonna be interesting they have they've certainly uh changed the conversation around this team uh over the past three weeks all right Ryan two and a half point favorite prime time sunday night a beat writers dream late start at the stadium uh who you got broncos or vikings
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna continue to roll with the broncos i got the broncos beating the vikings 27 to 24
0: Yeah, I'm going to pick Broncos, too. Um, I mean, it's close, right? Like Minnesota's um, won five in a row. Um, Danielle Hunter is a really good edge rusher. He's got one of the best safeties, you know, potential, you know, future Hall of Fame guy in Harrison Smith. Um, And maybe Justin Jefferson will be back. You know, we'll see. Obviously, it's Wednesday evening as we're recording this. We'll see uh, what Justin Jefferson's status is going forward. But Jordan Addison's played really well. Um, they've got some options and Josh Dobbs, who's a literal, you know, rocket scientist uh, is playing quarterback. He's only been there a couple of weeks at some point, maybe that starts to catch up with them as, as teams sort of scout what he's doing. Um, but so far, you know, he's played really well. They've won, won both the games that he's played in. Um, interestingly, they just, they opened the uh, 21 day window for Nick Mullins to another quarterback on the roster. Who's hurt. So I don't know if it's up in the air for Sunday, but up in the air quarterback situation, sort of just like in a broader sense since Kirk Cousins ruptures Achilles. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Denver 23 20. um, And listen, if they get back to 500, then it's going to, it's, it'll just kind of be even more interesting next week than it is this week. But plenty interesting now. Uh, We'll have you covered on all of it going forward. DenverPost.com slash Broncos. That's Ryan McFadden. I'm Parker Gabriel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you check out all of the latest coverage uh, at the website, and we will talk to you all next week.